We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? we got to consider that. It's embarrassing, but we are who we are. We're not a very good team, but we're 3-1 and one somehow. And we got all the voters fooled, thinking we're pretty good. Jaworski Lane at 275 pounds showed a heck of a lot of athletic ability. All right, it is time to talk some college football. we got the national championship coming up on Monday uh, Jonathan, very eager to hear your thoughts on the dogs who uh, you know, were opening up as 13 and a half point favorites against TCU, number down to 12 and a half over at BetMGM. Uh, how are you feeling right now? I know you're going to be in the house for the national championship game. When are you heading out to L.A.? So, yes, um, I will be heading out to Los Angeles on Sunday, get there kind of a I was surprised at the flight options, you know, especially living like in a hub. But I'm basically like having to connect in Newark to get out to Los Angeles. So I'm, it's going to be a long travel day for me on, on Sunday. Land in L.A. Sunday night. Uh, the game kicks off at 4.30 local time on Monday afternoon. So sh- there is no tailgating uh, at SoFi Stadium for, for this That's game. Cool. So, yeah, I don't know what kind of California rules or, or whatever. Uh, tell me I can't have a cocktail in the parking lot for the game, but – yeah, we're, we're, you know, this is the world that we live in and got it, got to deal with it, got to make the best of our circumstances. But as far as this game is concerned, you know, last weekend was just so insane. Like it, usually we get one good, but not great semifinal game and we get a dud. Both were instant classics on Saturday. I mean, for TCU to do what they did hand up, I was most confident, like, of all my confidence picks uh, for, for bowl season that Michigan w- was going to win at the very least. Uh, I wouldn't have put them as my all-time favorite to cover, but I got that wrong with Florida State also. So a little back to the drawing board for me as far as my bowl season process goes uh, after a couple of good years there. But I was shocked to see Michigan kind of, you know, they got bullied. And I, I, cu- I keep coming back to, you know, the sort of butterfly effect of, Donovan Edwards having that huge run to open the game and then Michigan not scoring on that drive. And that gave TCU such a jolt. Uh, They obviously had a couple of pick sixes 
in there and, you know, we're a huge play to Quentin Johnson uh, for a long touchdown. Dugan didn't even play his best game and they were still able to win. Uh, so it was just an unbelievable performance from TCU in that one. Cause I, I really felt like Michigan was a very, very quality team, you know, are, you know, arguably the best team in the country. So for them to, to beat uh, for TCU to beat Michigan, it absolutely has to put Georgia on notice in this one. And I think that the spread, even though it's come down a little bit, it still strikes me as a little bit too high. I'd be confident taking TCU all the way to like nine and a half uh, as far as underdogs were, were concerned. Um, I think that they have a legitimate shot at winning and that the odds are favorable enough. If you want to go TCU money line, um, it could certainly happen and your, your payout will be pretty uh, nice on that one. As far as Georgia's concerned, uh, people have asked me how my New Year's Eve was. I tell them terrible, but my New Year's Day was great because right as the ball dropped basically is when mm-hmm. the, the the dog's fortunes uh, changed for the better. But boy, that was a that was a stressful uh, evening uh, on Saturday night. Uh, you know, and some of the problems that Georgia had against Ohio State. Are they really going away against TCU? Like it's not like Ohio State was was running the ball great against against Georgia. So that, that makes me think that like the Kendra Miller injury for TCU doesn't really matter that much. And if anything, it's just going to make TCU a little bit more inclined to just go after uh, the, the secondary again. And the uh, Ohio state, I think Stroud's a better pure passer than Dugan, but Dugan's still really good. He's a Heisman finalist for a reason. He can also make plays with his legs. And that's been a problem for Kirby smart coach defenses in the past where mobile quarterbacks can really get the, get the better of them. So this is, you know, this is a tough test. I think TCU is really going to air it out. You have a guy in Quentin Johnson who, you know, you're, you're probably sticking Keely Ringo on. That's a pretty good matchup, but Marvin Harrison was cooking Keely Ringo uh, last week for the most part. And then on the other side, you have Malachi Starks, very talented, but just a true freshman. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot that could go wrong if TCU gets some momentum here as, as it pertains uh, to Georgia um, so they're going to need to be buttoned up in the secondary. It, the parallel that I draw is a little bit like Georgia being shell-shocked by Alabama's passing game in the SEC championship game last year and then coming out with a totally different game plan for the Natty to, to kind of hem it in a little bit more. I wonder if we'll see a similar type of adjustment. They have obviously a lot less time to make those adjustments stick, but they need to do something different as far as the secondary is concerned. But if TCU doesn't make those big plays, I think Georgia wins this one pretty easily. I think that it's also a big factor here that that TCU's run defense, not very good. Georgia's run offense has been awesome. Uh, it's super deep as far as like Kenny McIntosh, Dejan Edwards, Kendall Milton even getting in the mix a little bit last week as well. Um, so that's a deep stable that's going to be tough for, for TCU to contain all night. But if TCU is, is working quick strike offense, you know, that we got ourselves a really good game. So I think we're going to be treated to something pretty awesome here on Monday night now out in Los Angeles. And, you know, I'm very excited for it. I'm very nervous, of course. Um, I, in my heart of hearts, I believe that Georgia will win, but I, I don't think it's going to be easy or, or a romping or anything like that. TCU playing with an unbelievable amount of confidence right now. And, you know, I'm sure there's a big, why not us type of feeling about, about them playing, you know, giant slayer. Yeah, there, there is still kind of this like, wait, oh yeah, they're not in the Mountain West anymore feel with TCU. Like it, it, this is not really like a, a Cinderella story by any means. And, you know, talent wise, you know, nobody really measures up to, to Georgia and Alabama, but TCU is not that far behind. Uh, and that's part of the reason I, I was surprised this line opened so high. Um, you know, any reservations that you have about the dogs? Is it, 
or about this game specifically, I should say, is it more about the dogs almost tripping up against Ohio state or is it how good TCU's offense looked against Michigan? Like what, what kind of scares you more? Is it, is it more the potential letdown for Georgia or just that TCU, you know, the, the way that they were able to put up 51 on Michigan. Like, I, I mean, it's not crazy that they beat Michigan, but I think the way they did it, um, that that's probably what turned the more heads. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, basically hitting the, the total for the game by themselves on right. Michigan, like that's insane. And that that's again, even with Dugan throwing a couple of interceptions in there, McCarthy, you know, for his part, tons of yardage, but you know, a couple of killer uh, interceptions in there. Uh, Georgia didn't really cause any turnovers last week. So I wonder if that corrects what either it's by their own scheming or, or if Dugan, you know, continues to have a little bit of turnover trouble here late in the season, but yeah, my, my reservation for, for Georgia for this game is, you know, the the big kind of sore spot from from last week is the secondary. It, I think teams are just so uh, not interested in even trying to establish the run on Georgia. So they just they they go with kind of this gung ho approach where they just test the test the secondary. And if something sticks, it ends up being a big play as opposed to like, oh, our run game worked and we gained five yards like, you know, th- this could be a Quentin Johnson house call. Uh, by comparison. So the big play element that being able to stop TCU in the red zone, um, I think those are my big concerns. I know it's weird to like be talking about Georgia and and say that the defense is the concerning part of it. But after last week and having to go against a quality guy like like Max Dugan, going up against Quentin Johnson, going up against the fastest player in college football and Darius Davis, you got to be a little bit scared that the TCU is going to be able to keep it rolling as far as the offense goes. And I think that Georgia is able to keep up offensively for their part. But, you know, if the defense just keeps letting down over and over and over again and, and Dugan is extending drives with his legs, if it's not there through the air, then George is in trouble. 100%, dude. So uh, what, what is your, your ultimate score prediction here? Uh, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know you weren't prepared for this, but give me, give me the final result, final score, and then an over-under on uh, number of beverages consumed before kickoff. Okay, so uh, give me Georgia 38 TCU 28. Okay. So uh, a fairly high scoring game that, that I think, yeah, w- would go over uh, in this spot. Uh, as far as the before and after, I will be doing the monkey knife fight show from LA early Monday morning, body clock time. Oh at boy. least. Um, so that, that sets me back about an hour uh, as far as uh, pregame preparation goes. Oh, not uh, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can always play catch up, you know, um, but uh, I think between like the, the traveling to the game and everything, I think we're going to keep things reasonably in check. Um, I also don't know uh, what the, what the, you know, pre-gaming situation looks like relative to like how much time do we need to bake in to actually get to the stadium. Last year we got to the stadium early, even though we were at an establishment that was basically right across the street, but we just kind of, kind of all wanted to soak it in. So I envision something similar where we get, get a, a good amount of fun going here before the game get into the stadium, have one or two to, to calm the nerves. And then, and then it's go time. And, you know, you're just focused on the game uh, after that. So I, I, I think all told on, on Monday, by the time I wake up until the time that, that uh, kickoff happens over set the over under at five and a half. That seems very low. I, I will be hammering. Uh, the the over on that one. I'll tell you that. We'll, we'll see if we can get see if we can get ben, ben MGM to uh, to post that and and make it actually bettable. But uh, best of luck in your travels this weekend. I, I almost awesome. like couldn't I, even get out that number is so low. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we got we got a rat line here. It's gonna be off the board pretty soon. Um, but enjoy the enjoy the trip out there. It's gonna be amazing. I mean, being in the house for the national championship that is literally every college sports fan's dream. Um, you know, I've I've lived it for Wisconsin basketball. It was a horrible result. Would not uh, would not advise going to the national championship and having your team lose. Uh, but I think you're gonna come out of this one all right. I, I'm on the dogs as well. Okay, let's go, dogs. I needed that for, from a you know a neutral perspective. Although yeah. maybe I, I've caused you subconsciously to be biased over the years, but uh, let's go, dogs. Let's go, dogs. I fully expect some some barking Snapchats, you know, around like eight nine p.m. Central. So make sure you get those sent out. Oh, dude, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs>